Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. And for people who want common sense guidance on how to build green and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Send an email or call into the show. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. Hey, we're back again. And uh, we're going to be talking, uh, this is segment, what is it, two? Two. We're on two now. This is segment two of six on how to select a contractor. So if you're missing, if you missed part one, just go back and look through our, our YouTube video list and you'll find it. We'll set this up as a separate um, watch party thing too. So that, that way you can see all of them, one through six. But uh, go back and watch number one. It'll lead in here nicely to number two. And we want also to make sure that uh, you subscribe, click on the, uh, click on the little bell right. that we get notified every time we do put one of these together. And we're going to be putting these together over the uh, next couple of weeks and we'll be putting these out. What? Oh, Niles Design District. Is that what? Oh, now I see went to the Mighty House logo. So also yeah. go to NilesDesignDistrict.com. Great place to uh, find suppliers for all your kitchen and bath and um, different remodeling needs that you've got around the house. So Niles Design mm-hmm. District is a great place to start. So yeah. NilesDesignDistrict.com. And with that... To this, this today, that we're going to talk about what should the homeowner ask? What questions should the homeowner you want to ask, ask of a potential the contractor. contractor? Correct. Yeah. So, if you're going to interview the contractor, what kind of questions should you ask? And we're going to set this up. This is the Mighty House Game Show. So, we're going to have Sonar, the engineer, yeah. play the homeowner. Yep. There we go. Nice little background music. Nice. <laughs> And uh, Rich and I will go back and forth, contractor, good contractor, bad contractor. It depends on the question, and we'll see where it goes. So we got a couple of questions. And, and if any of the answers make you uncomfortable, that's the contractor <laughs> you should not hire. That's the point of this exercise. Here we go. All what right. makes a contractor? Do-do-do. Number one, maintains a stable and reliable crew. So I, I have guys, I just pick them up at Home Depot. I just, you know, whatever this job size needs to be, I just swing by Home Depot and I say, hey, get in the back, get in the back. I need three. I need three or I need 10. And that's, they jump in the back and boom, we get your job done right now. Yeah, no. I have employees that have been with me for about nine years. We pay workman's comp. Everybody's what? insured. What? Yeah. Workman's comp? Insurance? Yes. You don't need that All their stuff. withholdings. They have W nines. They have I nines. They got W twos. They're all that's for real. You don't need any of that stuff. I get your job job done quick right now for right. sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Performs their craft in a skillful and professional manner. Hey, I'm Johnny Eight Fingers. They call me that because I'm good. <laughs> I'm the best. <laughs> I'm the best. I, there's Johnny nothing wrong, Ocho. man. Look, look, it's fine. I'm okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's it, that actually just means is obviously you want somebody with some skills and stuff that that they're going to treat your house like their house and not leave debris everywhere and you know joints should fit tightly. We don't sure. need to call you know the concrete company to come fill all the joints. <laughs> And you can also check their certification programs out there from uh, NARI, National Association of Remodeling Industry. 
the Home mm-hmm. Builders Association. So mm-hmm. you might have a Home Builders Association within your area. So check them out. A lot of them have certification programs that will back up and, you know, they cert, uh, do they do the testing. And you'll know that if they've got those certifications that they're going to be a little bit above average and know what they're doing. So just right. because someone says they've been doing something for 20 years doesn't mean they actually know what they're doing. So right. you can also go back and look at some of their other jobs, talk to the previous clients, which again, we'll get into some other time in one of these next videos, but uh, do some interviews, find out who they are, go see some of their work if you can. And that'll, that'll let you know whether or not they are truly qualified. A conscientious contractor. Right. Do you provide adequate site supervision? Who? Yes, what? they all have. They all have my cell phone number. <laughs> the guys I had put in the back, they, they, I let them go. I tell them what they need to do, and I leave. I, I'm off for breakfast. I'm having meetings. I do other stuff, and then I come back at the end of the day. You know, just see. I'll be there twice a day. That's right. Three if it's I a payday. I pick them up, I throw them in the back, and I take them back to Home Depot. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> So what was your question? Provides adequate site supervision. What is adequate site supervision? So you've got, well, hopefully, the company you hire has somebody that they put on site that is going to be a lead carpenter, a production manager that's there on the job, making sure that the the subcontractors, the electricians, the plumbers, the drywallers, the foundation concrete guys, the roofers are all showing up on time and they're coordinating all of that. And that's what you're site supervisor needs to be doing, whether you call him a lead carpenter, uh, project manager, whatever you want to do, production manager. He, but he doesn't need to be there eight hours a day. No, but he does need to stop. But there. he does need to be there every day. Right. And then he does need to communicate between the subs and you. Correct. In other words, if there's a problem and a sub has an issue, you know, plumber or electrician runs into something, he goes back to that site supervisor, site supervisor goes back to you, and then, you know, they have a discussion and what gets done. And then he goes back to the subcontractor. Um, and if you're hiring somebody, it's best not that you go talk to the subcontractor no. and try to do stuff because that never ends well. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a chain of command. Think of it like yes. that. There's a chain of command on that job site. And make sure you yes. follow the chain of command. So site supervision is is critical yes. for a smooth productive job without yes. a doubt that jumps into the next one yes mr homeowner cooperates well with other trades <laughs> you're not gonna get in a fist fight with my plumber are you <laughs> been there done that seen it <laughs> that goes back to our site supervision you need somebody that that works and coordinates with people now as the homeowner you may want to bring in your own plumber because you think that guy's great and but he may not mesh and work well with the other team that's already there for one, you know, one way or the other. So the other thing is that team may need something done and your guy's not showing up and that just holds up the whole job. You're better off letting whoever the general contractor is bring in their team to get their job, that job done. Does that kind of go back to the first one of reliable crew? Yes. As you guys all work with the same people or have worked with the same people. Yep. 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 We're working with the same people day in and day out, different subs. So it, they, everybody knows how everyone works. You know, it, it, we know when the coffee breaks are, all that stuff. You know, it, it, yeah, makes, it, it just makes, makes it easier. And it, you'll see that your <clears> job <throat> goes much better if it's planned. Right. You know, I always said you plan it well. You know where you're going to finish before you start. 
it's mm-hmm. easy. If you're going to change your mind and pick stuff throughout the job, you're going to stretch your schedule and make it a lot more difficult and you're going to run way over your budget. So, right. Okay, Mr. Homeowner. Speaking of budget, offers fair prices and remains cost no. conscious. No no no, 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 no. Guess what? We opened a wall and we found two by fours in there. <laughs> we need to move these two by fours. There's a change order here. Now, to, change, to remove the two by fours is $800. Right. But then we'd have the $200 change order fee plus the 800. Right. So that's 1000 plus my 10%. Sure. So that's another 100. Yeah. So yes, yeah, those two by fours, it's $1,100. Right. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why would they put Don't them, you hate that? You're on your place. way trying to get, <laughs> you're trying to get out of the house to get to work yourself. Sure. And this first thing you get is a change order. Right. That's how you start your morning. Right. Yeah, wrong contractor. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay to have change orders, right? You oh, can yeah. you have them, right? Well, just yeah, there, you can have change orders that are positive. You know, mm-hmm. they add additional money, but you can also have negative change orders. You know what? I... We don't have to do this anymore. Here's a change order for a deduction of a thousand dollars because we're not moving this plumbing anymore. And I <clears> get <throat> guys that'll, you know, my favorite one is well, then they were there. They said they just take care of it for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect to get a bill. <laughs> Did you ask them what they were going to charge? No. That's your first mistake. Right. If they said no charge, then you get it in writing as a no charge change order. Correct. And I've written many no no charge change orders. I just want everything documented so that everybody's on the same page. Right. And when you get to the end of the job, you're not sitting down negotiating what the price of this whole project is going to be. You already know because it's already been. It's already known. Exactly. That's what, you know, since, since Microsoft came out with Excel, the cost of a job is the simplest thing in the world to track if you just do changing. Right. And then you do legally binding ones, like for real ones. And Mm -hmm. it's pretty simple. Boom, done. Boom, done. All right. Next question. Here we go. Building on top of our house here. Yep. Uses material efficiently <laughs> and effectively. No, 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 no. We buy all 16 footers, everything 16 foot long, all our framing, and then we just cut it down to what we need. Whatever's yes. left, we throw it in the back. It's fine. It, it works out great that way because we know we've got the right size lumber because it's all 16 footers. Yes. Just, yeah. If we need an eight, we cut it in half. If we need a 10, we just cut it. What, what do we do with the scrap? Oh, we just throw that off to the side. Well, you it's wintertime. You burn it. That's Stay right. Warm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that's a good one too because it, you know, it, and it, there's two sides to that one. All right, say so you're framing a, an addition, nine foot ceilings on the first floor. Um, we always figure like one stud per foot, two for every corner, blah blah blah. Right. Um, so it's pretty easy to come up with a number, but I always order extra because sure. some of the studs aren't really nice and all that. Well, the problem you run into is is the homeowner. Uh, if you see 22 by four still sitting there, it doesn't mean we uh, overcharged you and it doesn't mean it's your lumber. It's we do that because if I run short five, the amount of time it would take me to get five back on site costs more than those 20. And those 20, I do return for credit. Sure. Now, if I return it for credit, doesn't really mean it's your money either. It's still part of our profit. I mean, from doing this from 30 years, it's yes. amazing some of the things people have come and hit us up for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no. oh, you got 22 by fours left over or three bucks a piece. You know, that's $60. You take it off. Where are you shopping? Well, I, yeah, it's old school. We don't use two by fours. I want to go there. He hand planed them now? himself. <laughs> well, I know they've, that, I haven't bought a two by four. We don't do any wood framing. We do all metal framing now. Yeah. Wow. 
But um, I know, I mean, Southern Yellow Pines are almost a thousand dollars, a thousand board feet. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know, what does that equate to in a two by four? I haven't bought a two by four eight in a long time. Yeah, no, they're they're up there. They're six, seven bucks a piece now. Yeah. So, um, and then the other part of that is, um, forgot where we were going to go. Efficiency, efficiency of your materials. Effectively. Huh? Effectively. Effective effectively what? using the materials? the materials. No, we don't need to do that. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's so, all right. so obviously you're going to mess up a little bit, right? I mean, or like, um, like, uh, Rick was, or Rich was saying, um, you use it and you try to shoot a position. You're right. not necessarily, this is the absolute be all, get everything right now. Or when you're doing framing, you need something to hold the wall up temporarily. You need temporary bracing. That's mm -hmm. what those two by fours get used up for. So you always order a few extra anyway. Exactly. And speaking of a few extra, yeah. I have to live here. So <laughs> do you keep the site clean and safe? No, 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 no. We don't put up any railings. We don't put down any floor protection. We don't do any of that stuff. It saves money. We just come in with our muddy boots. We just track right through. Still smoking cigarettes. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right. We, it, it all airs out when it's done. When they paint, it all smells good. It's fresh. New. It all smells good once we paint. You'll never know we were here. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a good one. But um, yeah, you're asking a guy who used to train the, the lead safe work practices for yep. the EPA. But, you know, we always, even before the EPA started their little thing, we sectioned off the house. You had a work area, you have a non-work area, and you would visqueen that off. You would cover HVAC vents. You There's lots of things that need to get done. We would go isolate the circuits. And if we had to move them in the panel so that we could make sure that nobody accidentally tripped a breaker in the living area, right? Only, you know, only circuits in the work area were to be used, you know, so there's just little things that, yes, now you can tell people this is how you operate. And it's going to just like, if you're watching this video right now, you're probably zoning out. <laughs> what? Yeah. But it does make a big difference how you operate the company. Right. It, and, within uh, somebody's home. And look up build clean. There are air scrubbers that you put in the, in the work area. And it makes a huge difference to keeping that air uh, dust free, and especially mm -hmm. in the main part of the house. So right. yeah. you don't just give the homeowner a broom at the end of the day and say, "Here you go, <laughs> we're done, we're yeah. going home." Here's a broom. Yeah. Oh no! no I, I mean, honestly, it does happen, but yeah. I know, but we typically, you know, we might work seven to three thirty, and I think you said you work four tens now, so. Yep. But I mean, if we're knocking off at three thirty or four o'clock, then we start at least fifteen minutes earlier to make sure everything's cleaned up. Yep. But we try to be out of the house before you get home from work. Yeah. Because you don't need your driveway full of us. You don't need us clamoring about making noise. So we try to start right after you leave and get out before you get home and keep yep. the place clean. No, we do seven to five thirty. So we're there generally when people get home too. But get friday off. yeah but not by long <laughs> but not by yeah. hours oh, and no. hours you know what I mean? no 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 there's set times that that we're going to be on the job site and, and all that stuff right. is is laid out so you know what's going on right so all right so with that i think we're going to wrap up this segment uh if you want more questions we've got a bunch more questions that you can ask the contractor feel free to send rich an email rich at mightyhouse.net <laughs> and he'll send you the whole list and, and I check them on a regular basis, monthly or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we can email you that list of questions because uh, some of them get to be really good. 
we just touched on a few that, that we, we have here available to us. So again, click on the subscribe button if you like what you've been listening to. And uh, again, this is two of six. So mm-hmm. if you've uh, not seen the other ones yet, you can go back and see number one and then watch them in series. And with that, I think I'll say uh, keep it square and level. Until Until next next time. time. Until next time. Almost made it through that. Yeah. Hey, where's our little ding-a-ding-ding music? Oh, it's it's playing. They've they've got it right there. Oh, is it? I don't hear it. Um, Just for them. Oh, just for them. (laughs) It's just for them. Located on Milwaukee Avenue, the Niles Design District is a home improvement destination for consumers, designers, and contractors. For those looking to renovate a kitchen or a bathroom, expand with a new addition, or enhance their curb appeal, Niles Design District in Niles, Illinois offers everything in one convenient location. It's your road to a better home.